Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today I have a great interview for you guys. I had the honor of interviewing Sandy Yang. She is a certified brain rewiring coach and human design expert. I really wanted to have Sandy on because I've talked a little bit about brain rewiring. I don't know if I really have, but I just... I knew I wanted someone on here that could talk about it and honestly I feel like because I had someone on my podcast who talked about brain rewiring it made me want to dive back deep into the topic of brain rewiring because for me that was something that really helped me along my journey of my eating disorder and recovering from that but in addition Sandy's also a human design expert, which is something I talked a little bit about in an episode called Am I Smart? I didn't know, I know like basic level stuff, which honestly could get you pretty far about understanding yourself, but Sandy even dives a little bit deeper into like the gates and channels, which kind of makes me interested in looking into those myself, because if you don't already know your human design chart, it has like there's these little shapes and it's like a picture of like a person sitting almost in like crisscross applesauce and they have these little numbers in or these little shapes that are around the person and in the shapes it has these little numbers so it's pretty cool definitely go check it out I think there's a website called Jovian Archives I'm pretty sure that's the one I use and just put in like your birth date and all that good stuff and you could get some pretty good information. So we dive a little bit into that, but I do want to highlight, I know I usually try and put the little explicit E on my podcast for like if there was any curse words or maybe some like sensitive topics that people might not want to listen to, but if you don't know, the little E is kind of just like, there's probably a few more curse words than you probably, if you don't want to hear that, or it's like a topic that might be more adult rated. So I just wanted to point that out because this episode does have a few more curse words in it if that is something that you are not wanting to listen to. But there's a lot of value in this episode and I think you'll really enjoy it. But who is Sandy? Sandy is a brain rewiring, that was really hard for me to say, brain rewiring certified coach and a high seventy energy healer. She is passionate about helping women raise their self-worth and build unshakable confidence through her no BS approach to brain rewiring and energy work. In this episode, we talked about Sandy's journey from being an accountant to her dream job, how she started her own business, what brain rewiring is and how you can implement it in your own life, common mistakes when brain rewiring, what human design is, and much more. You can find Sandy on Instagram at Sandy L. Yang, and she has her own podcast that you can go check out called Design Your Life with Sandy. So definitely go check out her Instagram and her podcast. And with all that being said, I can't wait to babble with you next time. The first thing that I wanted to start asking my um I almost called you my client, but you're not my client. <laughs> um, my interviewees is like, 
how would you define yourself or how would you describe yourself? I'm going to do a little bio intro, but like, how would you define yourself? <laughs> well, didn't see that coming. Um, really interesting. Um, how will I define myself? I recently, I am really resonate with the good sides and the not so good sides that come from my Enneagram type eight. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm not super like familiar with that system, but it's like I am learning a little bit about myself. And um, I would say I am someone who seeks to understand and need to learn through experimentation. Um, I would say I try to be a uplifting, positive, supporting friend and human. I want to be like, you know, like a, if I was to be an emoji, I want to be like the yellow heart that's like bright and loving and encouraging. I love that. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, I forget what Enneagram 8 is or like what the definition of that one is. It's called the challenger. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Um, do you know your Enneagram type? I've been going back and forth on it. I know that I'm an Enneagram three, but then like, I know there's that whole like wing thing and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I think I'm an Enneagram three with a wing two, but I'm not sure. I, I go back and forth between the one and the three, which I hear most people talk about like is a common thing to do. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm a eight with a wing one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, we don't have to get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I tried with being a challenger, I can definitely be eager to take on projects and challenges that are satisfying and fulfilling and uplifting for me. Um, and that just feels like I put my energy where it is valuable, um, you know, like in the right places. But I can also be tempted to take on challenges from from ego <laughs> that whole like competitive mindset where you're gonna prove someone wrong is that what you're talking about yes mm -hmm. did you play sports when you were younger actually no really wow okay yeah um i played soccer very very briefly and i wasn't like best on the team or anything mm -hmm. so um yeah interesting you asked that i didn't play sports wasn't wasn't like a competitive kid I don't know how that got started actually or were you more that kid that like liked to prove people wrong because I know sometimes when I was younger it was like no I like I I know better or I, I I know this and I want to make sure that you have the right information was that kind of what you were like I was actually painfully shy as a kid really okay yeah and I think I started to have more confidence in high school for like the first two years mm -hmm. and then that kind of went to shit and then I got it back kind of when I went to college yeah interesting I feel like I feel like that happens to most people it's like your self-esteem goes up in like middle school kind of high school and then after that it just goes down <laughs> downhill. oh interesting because last two years of high school um I think school, in terms of school, it just became like very exhausting. And mm. um, as a challenger, I was like, I feel like I don't care about those classes. 
Like, why am I working so hard? Um, mm-hmm. I actually didn't really know what I was working towards. Mm-hmm. So that was like disorient, disorientating, you know. Um, yeah. I was like, I don't know why I'm working so hard. Because there are kids who really knew, like, they want to go to medical school or go into, like, engineering. I'm like, um, I don't know. So I feel like having a clear vision, like a clear goal is really important for me. That makes a lot of sense. Was that like tough going through high school, not knowing what you wanted? Because like how, what was it like coming out of high school, not really knowing what you wanted? Well, I knew I was going to go to college and Mm -hmm. go into the major I chose, but I almost like just went through the motions that wasn't like exciting to me I'm like I guess I'm going to UCSD I'm going to major in economics I don't know why but I just need to go do that yeah I feel like most people feel that way where it's like nowadays it's kind of just like you you go to college like that's the normal thing I know I was talking to a professor and he was saying I feel like community college is soon going to be put just in regular high school because it's just it's the norm now yeah you save so much money Mm -hmm. oh yeah I was so lucky to be able to take what are called dual classes where they're like college credit classes but in high school and Mm. you got to like get it all in like high school and then like by the time I went to community college then I only had to really take half of the classes that I needed to get my associates so oh yeah I think you know going to college it is more than just taking the classes right it's like getting to know other people and finding your people um Mm. but I think we can definitely I wish I was more intentional about it like why are you going you know Mm. yeah no that makes a ton of sense all right the second question that I ask all my that was a long answer yeah hey it's fine I like going down the rabbit holes that's why I have a podcast I don't want to do like the snippet stuff (laughs) Um, so the second question that I ask is, what are you into right now? This could be something you're researching, something you're looking up, just like, what are you thinking about? Right now? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I do energy healing, like, you know, a high. And a part of what comes with that is Akashic Records. I'm not like an Akashic Records reader, but there's like kind of like that Akashic Records component. And do you know what that is? I've heard a little bit about it, but I I don't know too much about it. So it would be awesome if you could go into that. Okay. It's really hard to explain. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like one of those things that's kind of abstract. So everyone has like a Akashic records and this is like your soul's records, I guess. Um, And in like an Akashic records focus session, um, you know how sometimes you feel kind of blocked, like, you know, you can bring rewire these pieces and you do see progress or you feel really attached to a past relationship or a friendship. And you just feel like, okay, I feel like there's just something bigger happening. And um, sometimes there's like a past life thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not super into past lives, but on the personal level, I'm like, oh, this is like really a thing. Um, Just like discovering that and looking more into it. Um, So that's like super fascinating to me right now. Akashic Records can also be about your current life or your future life. Kind of think about it as like 
um, your soul came to the world to complete certain things while having fun and going through the human experience. Mm-hmm. And not sure how I feel about this, but it's like we all have like a soul purpose in this lifetime. Um, this can just be like, oh, what you feel really drawn to, what you're passionate about. Um, those can definitely overlap. Um, yeah, I don't know. Akashic records can be really healing. Um, I love to, in like an energy healing session, I like to talk about timelines and it can be empowering for people like your success in XYZ aspect is inevitable. And there are like several different timelines to get there. Um, Sometimes people think they want to be on the highest timeline and get there super quick, but it's actually like not always the best option. So when someone feels like really stuck or stagnant in like getting to a goal, we can kind of look like, okay, what is like feeling stagnant here? What is blocking you from moving forward? How can we bring more momentum and energize this outcome on the timeline that feels supportive? I feel like I'm talking in another language. No, I'm like piecing together. It kind of makes sense. It's very, you almost have to be very open-minded and like just hear like, okay, I can kind of make these connections. It's almost like if you're meant to do something, you're meant to do it. It's just part of like your DNA almost. Mm. And like you could, let's say, um, I'm trying to think as far as like, okay, you're taking a class in school and you could take this one class that i'm trying to think of an analogy but it's just going downhill really fast but like you can take one class and get okay here's a better one i got it so you have like a a bunch of different options for like your major for instance for like classes that you can take in a certain section each class is going to have a different outcome of what you learn but like you're still going to get to the end destination of like your major yes yes actually that's really good um, and it is a healthy combination of free will and destiny, I guess. I find it really empowering because I feel like um, thinking, okay, or I don't know. Some people can be like annoyed, like, oh, you're saying everything is like already like set in, set in stone and I just need to do those things. But actually like living a soul-led life and living out your soul purpose or like your higher purpose actually feels a lot better than not Mm -hmm. yeah I always feel like people inherently desire certain things or are drawn to certain things because that is the universe or higher self or spirit guides what have you guiding you in you know that process unfolding yeah only it's like only certain people are attracted to certain things like i know for me like i'm obsessed with anatomy to where like i have some friends who are in engineering and i'm like there is no way i would like my brain would function and be attracted to that but it's awesome that you guys are because we need you yes so true Mm -hmm. it's almost like trying to when i was one of the reasons why i wanted you on this podcast was i did a podcast about like am i smart and questioning like like am i smart am i good enough sort of like situation and it was realizing that like i might not be smart in a certain situation or area in my life but that doesn't mean that i'm not good in this other area and i'm just like a piece of the puzzle that makes the world work and i feel like it's almost relieving to realize that you don't have to be good at everything yes totally and um i hear a lot of my 
friends who work in like an engineering company um, and they may be like working like HR or marketing and they're like this is very bad hasty generalization mm-hmm. but like she's like yeah the, there's so many dude engineers that work here and I know they're like really smart and really good at what they do but they're just socially so awkward and it's like yeah they're smart but like I feel like you know, like something, they're not smart in all the ways. And Mm -hmm. it's really important to not try to be good at everything. Like, it's kind of like you have to go to school and you have to learn math and science. You're like learning to learn and you just need to have like a base level of understanding. But then you have like areas where you like really major and like take more classes and honing your understanding and expertise. It's kind of like that. Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that makes total sense. Like, what what have you found that has been difficult for you to realize that you weren't good at and you kind of had to let go? Oh. Um, well, I was pretty good at accounting in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel as one of those things you, if you put in the effort, you just get good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like I wasn't fascinated by it but I was like working in that field so I had to be good and it kind of sucked to know that I wasn't gonna be the best at it I wasn't gonna find fascination and then I wasn't going to be the one talking about this enthusiastically with my bosses or with my team um, and like trying to be that person was like exhausting so I was like, okay, I guess I'm just like mediocre in this area. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you're like this for me, but when I when I realize something and it just nags on me, or even if it's something that I want to do and it consistently nags on me, it almost like pulls me down even more. And it's like, um, if I don't let it go or if I don't go out and do it, then it's just going to stay there forever. It's almost like that what if sort of situation. Does that mm. happen to you? Yeah, I don't like doing something that I don't want to give my best effort in that's that challenger in you (laughs) it's also like giving it your all don't don't love to like half-ass things you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense well I know you talked a little bit about your background but I'd love to know a little bit about yourself and then like what led you to becoming a brain rewiring coach and a human design expert (laughs) (laughs) okay um so what led me here? It's really interesting. Um, I guess it started um, when I was working in accounting. Like, I really wanted to work for the bigger firms when I was in school. And just in the early years, I was like, this is not it. I thought I was going to be a high performer. I thought I wanted to make a partner by like, 35 I don't know um so that's basically like you know uh being the owner of the firm um so I was like yeah that's my dream when I was like in college and when I started working I was like that is not fabulous or fascinating or inspiring they just look exhausted all the time yeah yeah I'm like I don't want the next few decades of my life to be about this Um, So that was like really scary to even acknowledge. I don't think I 
I did not think I had someone to talk about this kind of stuff with. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know like you can get like a career coach or go to therapy. I was like, therapy is for like depressed people and I'm not depressed. <laughs> um, yeah, but like thinking about it now, if I had the balls to ask for help or just like be vulnerable, be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. That would have been really helpful. Um, so I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep doing this and um, maybe it'll get better. But then, you know how like, okay, I feel like the universe is always like putting things in your path. And sometimes it's like, okay, this is like just a podcast episode that I happen to listen to, but it almost like lead you to like other breadcrumbs. So <clears throat> there's like this one summer day in July and I wasn't a podcast listener at this point. You know how when podcasts first came out, you you felt so sophisticated if you listened to one. It's like I listen to podcasts. What do you do when you're driving the car? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was tanning by the pool. I was like, I'll listen to something. And at this point, I was trying to be healthier because I was just tired all the time. Um, I was working out, but I felt like I could really like eat healthier um I found this health and wellness podcast do you know Kelly Levesque no I haven't heard of her I'm surprised because like I listened to like five million health and wellness podcasts once I got into the podcast world so okay um so she is like a health and wellness <clears throat> nutritionist and she was in uh she was on the skinny confidential and I was like okay I'm gonna listen to this one and if I don't like it I'll just skip it and I just liked her voice. I like her philosophy. I finally understood how to eat healthy. Like I did not even think about macronutrient balance before. I didn't know that was a thing. And she was like, protein, fat, fiber, and greens. And you should be like having balanced blood sugar. And life is just going to like change for you. You're going to feel energy. And you're going to feel grounded. And not like you're always craving a cookie. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is awesome. So I read her book, I followed her on social media, and that led to, you know, like reading Mind Body Green and Well and Good and all those things. I was like, this is fascinating. You can make healthy versions of like brownies and chocolate chip cookies. So I got really into cooking. Um, now I hate cooking. I went through a period where I would like post the food I make. And mm -hmm. when I see those archives, I'm like, who was that person? She like died. <laughs> yeah so that was like my obsession and um I felt like I could really help my friends my peers with just eating a little bit healthier and feeling like they're doing something right because everyone was so tired <laughs> and eating shit mm -hmm. and not moving enough um I was like I am really good at just like helping people identify what is the small or like the small changes they can make that can really create great impact. Mm -hmm. Like, and also like from that podcast episode, um, so Kelly Levesque is, she used to work in sales mm -hmm. and she majored in like finance and stuff. So um, the holistic nutritionist thing was a career shift for her. And I was like fascinated. I was like, you can shift your career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like health coaching, that is a job. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Um, so 
So that was July. And I was just like going through that fascination. Um, January of the following year, I signed up for IIN. So what that's like that? a, uh, what is that? It's basically like a health coaching certifications program. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was just like, okay, I feel like this is just like the next right thing to do. And I think doing the next right thing is better than not doing anything or feel like this is the thing that's going to change everything for me. So that's how I like to focus, doing the next right thing. Um, well, now I think about it. I didn't know back then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was learning a lot about nutrition um, through that program and just like my own learning pleasures um yeah and that's actually how I found Christina through that process because I was like following like a million health and wellness accounts Mm -hmm. yeah um this is a very long story I'm realizing so um yeah I was like okay I am going to work towards shifting out of accounting and starting my own health and wellness coaching business um I did not know anything about running a business and just like having been an accountant, people think you understand business, but you really don't. Really? It's like a different animal. Like, you know, numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like running a business, marketing, uh, finding your message, sales, that's like completely different. Let me just tell you. Okay. Yeah, completely. So people were like, yeah, like Sandy is naturally good at business. She's an accountant. And I was like, am I? I just knew I wasn't. Um, And because people were telling me, like, you're good at this. I was like, okay, I guess I don't need to hire a coach or help or anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I was, like, trying to make that a thing. But I just didn't know what I was doing. Um, Again, like, I didn't know you could hire support. Like, Jesus. Yeah. So it, it was, like, fun for some time but then it just became like okay I feel like I really want to get out of accounting but I don't know what I'm doing and if I keep not knowing what I'm doing I'm just going to be stuck in this like limbo mm. yeah um so eventually I came across okay so I kind of went to my Saturn return and I was just like really frustrated. I'm like, fucking hate my day to day. I'm like tired when I wake up. I'm tired every day. I'm frustrated every day. I feel like I'm short with my friends and my boyfriend at the time. We're always fighting because I was like just so frustrated all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I got to a place where I was like, I needed to. So I in accounting, you have a lot of deadlines. Um, I was like, I I'm just sitting at my desk and I don't want to do anything and I cannot afford to not do anything. And okay. So like, I don't think this is abnormal, but in college, you kind of like try Adderall for finals week. I'm like, I'm, I think I need a little bit of help. So there was a point where I took Adderall probably four to five times a week. And that actually helped. I'm like, Oh, you can actually, I could actually feel somewhat normal again like I had energy I wasn't a bitch Mm -hmm. and when you're on Adderall whatever your boring shit you're doing is like this is actually a little bit fun (laughs) (laughs) I've never taken it so yeah this don't 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 (laughs) um this is like a long time ago um but yeah I was like okay 
I will take Adderall to go to work and I'll like go to my workout. And then um, it, it was like very bad for getting to sleep. If you take it too late, you almost cannot sleep. And then you're just up all night. And the next day you kind of have to take it again because you're exhausted. And mm -hmm. this is just like a vicious cycle. I'm like, wow, what am I doing with my life? You have to take a drug to get up and you have to take another drug to go to sleep. And my digestion was horrible i also had to take something so i could poop i don't know i was like this is not how i want to live um but it's like you're so occupied like every day is like keep going by right so it's like day after day i'm still living like this i'm not into smoking weed like that I know I'm not like judging. It's just, I don't handle it well. I don't, it doesn't calm me down or help me relax. It makes me psycho. Um, <laughs> so there's like one evening, right? This is like a pivotal evening. I was at home. It was probably like 8 p.m. I was just like, I'm gonna just watch Netflix. I'm gonna take one hit, which is all I need. This is like a lot for me. I'm gonna take one hit. And I'm gonna watch was whatever's on Netflix and I was just like ready to chill out but then it was almost like a bad trip it was so stressful um like all these thoughts were just like going on racing in my mind and I just felt like I was running the circle and realizing how problematic my situation was. was like, the weed oh, woke God. you up. Yeah. It's like, no, no. It sometimes <laughs> does that for people. It's like a psychedelic effect. I don't know what's the science behind this, but I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you put so much time and energy hating your life, and all you're making is just like an Excel document that eventually turns into a tax return or some sort of report. It's just a piece of paper. And you're just like giving it so much energy. You're letting a piece is piece of paper ruin your life. And I'm just like, yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> and just, you know, um, it was really stressful. I actually recorded a podcast episode about this. Like last August is like, I don't think it's called the lowest point of my life. But yeah, it, <laughs> I kind of talked about that process. <laughs> That Oh my gosh. Honestly, I feel like most people are in that situation of just taking this medication, then taking this medication, and then just going in this like vicious cycle of I'm getting through my day when it's like they don't even realize that they don't have to just get through their day. They could actually be living their life. Yeah. And um, I feel like if you're at that place, sometimes we do need like a little bit of help. Um, it doesn't have to be forever. Like medication can be the stepping stone between being completely helpless to finding a little bit of hope I feel mm -hmm. like um, sleep is really important is really what makes the difference between I am doomed versus I can handle this mm -hmm. too like sleep um, and like just like you know drinking enough water taking your vitamins those little things can really just like make the slightest different difference yeah, yeah. Um, what were we talking about Oh, okay. The weed experience. Yeah. yeah. Ever since that time, I never went out seeking. I never went out seeking, but I always have been like a little bit like resistant to um, weed. But yeah. Um, so that was like a big wake up call. 
um, I, at this point, I was like, oh, they're like, because when you go down the rabbit hole of well, health and wellness, you get into like personal development and like mindset stuff, like eating healthy, being healthy. A lot of it is mindset. If you're like, you know, trying to like eat well, but every time you cheat a little bit or have a cookie, you like think you're like ruined or you have no self-discipline, like you know, that's like the mindset work. I was like, oh, there's this thing called mindset work. And you get into things like manifestation and things of that sort. So I was following Christina, right? And um, this is like 2019. She was starting to do energy healing. And I was like, oh, I kind of trust this girl. I don't know her, but I think I'm going to book a session. This was like in person too. Mm -hmm. Um so I did that and that was like, I didn't feel much during the session. Some people feel like, oh, they're like getting visions and all those crazy, amazing things during the session. I kind of just like, I'm kind of relaxing. Um, everyone's different. All is perfect. But um, the magic uh, was really in like the end when you come off the healing portion and you talk about what she did, the insights she got that kind of thing like what to do moving forward um that was like the juicy part for me and um I love doing that for my clients um so that was like oh there's this thing called energy healing and mindset work and all those things um I had you know you know Joe Dispenza right I've, I've heard of him yeah yeah so I came across his um interviews on youtube and his books so i was like oh you can actually change change the way your brain works and what you manifest versus what you don't manifest this is all coming from your energy and your subconscious i was like i always knew why i'm like fucked up in this way is because something happened in the past but like that just like kind of made sense for me um when I first came across like brain rewiring or subconscious reprogramming, I was like, okay, this is cool. I have hope, but I wasn't consistent with, you know, doing the journaling and meditations and all those practices. Um, Cause I was like trying to do it, you know, by myself. Mm. Yeah. And um, it just felt like, okay, this can work for people. This is a thing that works, but I feel like it works for everyone but me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, okay, I'm doing the meditation. I don't feel any different. And um, yeah, I was trying to do it by myself. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what to focus on. I felt like I was so fucked up. I have like a million things to rewire. <laughs> like I saw myself as like a, like a thing that needed to be fixed because it's so fucked up and mm -hmm. that is not the attitude that's why like working with a coach can be really helpful and supportive just feeling like you're doing it right and how to identify like what are the wins that are worth celebrating that's mm -hmm. really key um yeah that kind of thing so I was like okay well this is frustrating um I was also finding like human design and I was just like, whoa, what is this? What what human design type are you? I'm a manifester one three. Yeah. Really? That's so cool. I'm a projector with a one three profile. And um oh, okay. when I first came across it, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. I feel attacked. Really? And, wow. Yeah. 
And it wasn't until I found, I found, okay, I'm not going to give names, but when I first found out, I'm like, this is like a different language. I cannot be bothered to go into the details. And this sucks. I don't like this system. I don't want to be a projector. What do you mean I have to wait for the invitation? What do you mean I'm emotional authority? I see the world from like color lenses, you know? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me this. I don't want to be this. <laughs> Yeah, and then I found my second human design like person on Instagram. And I listened to her talk about this. I'm like, actually, I like the way she talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, I started looking into it more. I ordered like a like a what's called blueprint. It's like a PDF file that like summarizes like your chart, like the bigger pieces for you. And I was like, hmm, okay, I feel like. This is kind of cool, but I feel like there's more. And that was just like a good starting point. Um, and then COVID happened and everyone was at home. I was like, okay, well, everyone's like learning something new and TikTok dances and making sourdough and banana bread. And I was like, okay, I'll like use this opportunity to like, pick up something new this is like my time to like go into my interests I guess so I actually did a human design course um this is like a reader course I literally wanted to do this like for my own entertainment and learning pleasures um but then I was like oh this is so cool and I started talking about human design to everybody that I knew it was like do you know your birth time? <laughs> it's that whole obsession where like, okay, so a few of my friends that I met in college, we like came up to each other. And then after we met, we like made up a group chat and we were like, so like, what's your astrology sign? And then I'm that weird person that just goes, do you guys know your moon and rising sign? And they're like, oh yeah, it's this. <laughs> you yeah. just have to like figure people out. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, most of my friends and peers were also going through like their Saturn return and just what was happening in the world back then. People were like kind of getting in touch with their mental health and like their spirituality, that kind of thing. So everyone was like, this is cool. And you were, you explained this pretty well. Um, this is also when I started, um, business coaching with Christina I was like oh my god I can hire a business coach and this is gonna just change my business and how I view um doing business because before what I thought about my business like inspiring and I want this to be good but it's also like super fucking scary like this monster mm -hmm. yeah like when I thought about it it would just give me stress so really? I was like how is the business supposed to thrive if that's my attitude as a business owner right um so I started business coaching with Christina. Um, this is like when she was hardcore doing business coaching, but her intuitive stuff was also like kind of happening um, below the surface of yeah. like, yeah. Um, so that was like eye-opening. Um, and then she rolled out with brain rewiring. I was like, yeah, like, I so my niche went from like health and wellness, like, you know, nutrition, to human design and I was doing readings at this point and I just felt like okay somebody could be super um stoked on their human design chart feeling like all sorts of inspired like I can actually be this cool version of me but like what's next 
because it's like, okay, I know my higher potential, but how how do I get from like point A to point B? And I was like, I feel like this is like where the brain rewiring comes in. Um, so that brain rewiring certification program kind of rolled out at a good time. So I was like, I'm gonna do that too. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like everything just fell into place. Yeah, I spent so much money on um, doing her programs that year. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, it's working. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and doing business coaching with her was like really cool because I felt like I step into a container and just signing up, I felt like something shifted. Mm. Yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So being, having, being held space for is actually like a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. When when you were younger, did you have like, because it almost sounds like you didn't realize that you could ask for help. And then you like, decided to like, use weed, for instance, for like, for help to just get inside or feel better. And then you started realizing like, oh, I can like get help from like a business coach. And like, that's a thing. Did you like have a hard time when you were younger asking for help? Yeah, I uh, didn't know that was a thing. Um, I remember um, going to like the mall to get dressed for like prom or some sort of formal. And um, so basically my mother's friend uh, worked for that company. So we got a discount and my friend also wanted a dress. So I asked my friend, can we get, no, I asked my mother, can we get a discount for my friend too? And she was like, well, you know, this is like a favor that need to be returned. So I just felt like, oh, there's like an exchange. If you ask for help, you're going to have to like return the favor. And yeah, so that was like a moment. I'm like, okay, don't ask for help or you're in debt to someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also like the Enneagram type A too is like, oh, I'm not going to like show that there's something I need help with. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like what helped you work through or is that something you're still working through as far as asking for help um i think well that first time investing in business coaching is like eye-opening you know and then you know being the support for my clients is like you can ask for help this is what i'm here for like please use this you're paying for it mm -hmm. um yeah so just all those kind of reinforcement, I kind of have to like walk my own talk, right? Yeah. Um, and just like some things I've had a hard time working through, asking for support. And you're not asking, you're actually paying for it. Um, yeah. So it's like, hey, like I'm paying for this, so like help me. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you find though, just in your daily life, it's hard to like ask for help? Um, these days is a lot better for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What helped you work through that? Just, um, you know how people talk about the whole feminine versus masculine energy? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like, I don't want to always be on the masculine side. Um, so in, you know, like... <laughs> trying to be my feminine side in the dating world I was like okay you can just let them pay for it but like just say thank you um so it's like little little things like saying thank you um just like at, starting small like things that wouldn't take 
a lot of effort and just knowing like, oh, people actually don't mind. And it doesn't always have to be like a give and take. Mm. Or it like almost not like a reinforcement. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like most people feel like they have to go like a whole 360 when it comes to any changes, but it's honestly, and I feel like this is like anything in life where if you just take those small steps and changes, that's actually where like the big outcomes come. Like I, I look back like two years ago and I'm like, look at all these small little tiny changes I did and I'm a completely different person. I didn't realize when I was taking those small steps that like I was changing but now that i look back and thank goodness i have like five million journals that i write in and i really oh my gosh the amount of times i'm just like you know i have some free time and i'm just gonna scroll through or not scroll through flip through um some of my journals and fall on a random place and i'm like the way i thought back then is interesting <laughs> like you were not well oh um, yeah okay so like i love helping and supporting people and I think most people like to uh, support other people too it's like very satisfying it's like you want me to help you like that's an honor so just knowing that piece as well oh yeah so that that other person could feel that like reinforcement of like they're helping you yeah that makes sense actually talking about asking for help and like receiving support um, okay, so I don't know when this is coming out, but this project is in the early stages. So I went to a pure bar instructor training um, last week. So now I kind of have to like pr start practicing and um, just like get better um, and like do this test out video in like a month ish away from now. And like just two days ago, I was like over, uh, you know, like stressing myself out. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. going to disappoint everyone. But then I thought about it in the shower. You know how sometimes you're like, just, it just showering just changes the way you view the world. <laughs> I was like, actually, you have so much support. Like you have like the master instructor that trained you. You have like the whole Pure Bar corporate training team. You have like your you know, like mentor instructor from your own studio and everyone else on the team is like, please like, let me know how I can help. If you want to practice, if you have questions, everyone wants to help me. Like Jesus, like it's almost like, you know, like, like very uh, heartwarming. I'm like, okay, everyone wants to help you. Why are you thinking and behaving like you don't have any support? that's funny it's like you you feel like you don't have anything but then yet everyone else is like blurring out at you just being like let me help you yeah it's such an internal thing where you're just like I, it's, I don't have any help it's almost like you're saying you don't have help just because you don't want to ask for help um uh, I don't think it's like I don't want to it's just like Again, I, I don't know how, how um I don't know. Yeah, it's like I saw my mother growing up just being like super capable. Mm -hmm. And the whole like, oh, you can ask for help. People are going to support you. That was never like reinforced. So it's like still like a thing. It's like, oh, I have support. I can ask questions. And if you're the one supporting other people, it's really helpful to be like, to list out how they can how you can support them like do you want to practice together do you have questions about setups like do you have a question about 
picking a playlist, um, kind of like just like list out specific ways you can support them versus like, I'm here if you need me. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So then it almost they know what they're getting into when you're offering the help. Yeah, it mm -hmm. makes it a little bit more comfortable for the one who needs help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then they almost feel like they're like actually getting value out of it. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, what were we talking about? Oh, okay, like getting business coaching. Yeah, that was <laughs> tremendously helpful. It's like all of a sudden I have direction. And um, all of a sudden it's like, I know what I'm doing. And that is just like, just a, such an important shift, knowing what you're doing or kind of knowing what you're doing instead of being like, you know, this business thing is like a monster <laughs> that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and got into brain rewiring. Um, and then um, when we were going through the brain rewiring training, we were doing, we were, re the people in the group were receiving energy work, like a high, this is like when a high became a thing. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I was like, this is awesome. Um, so the brain rewiring and the energy work really go well together, in my opinion. Um, and, and then um, at this time, she also rolled out with the first round of psychic development. <laughs> so I was doing <laughs> that too, um, because you need to, it, I, we, I knew it was like the first step and then what was going to lead me get ready for like a high. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of courses, a lot of programs, a lot of training and learning. Um, so yeah. So now I do all of those things. That's awesome that you're like able to have this whole like tool belt of like helping people just rewire the patterns in their brain. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you decided to like start your business, what was like, besides like realizing that you actually needed to ask for help and like almost needing that support stepping up into that what was what let you take that leap like what was that one thing where you're like okay I'm in this stuck situation I want to take this leap yes I might be pulling out some money here and there and it's kind of seems crazy that I'm doing all these courses but something's gonna happen what allowed you to just like take that leap and go for it okay um so going back to the Saturn return thing I was like deep in it and um this is like a period where you're just really going to grow your backbone. And this is like a initiation to adulthood, I feel like. Um, so a lot of things in my life were changing, like big things. Like I, okay, so this is like January, 2020. I want to work. I'm like, shit, it's 2020. At this point, everyone was so stoked about it's 2020. And I'm like, all right, I'm still doing the same thing. I actually need a change. And um, January is a really busy time in accounting. And I was like, fuck this. And um, I think I was doing like a decent job, but like my attitude wasn't where my managers wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. um, like I would roll in like when I had to be there um, and now like roll out when I could leave and um, they were just kind of like not happy about that and internally one night <laughs> sometimes you just like all of a sudden feel very strongly about something mm -hmm. I was like 
this is the year I'm going to leave accounting. So this is January. And I was like, okay, I'll leave after April 15th. So I have like kind of like three months to like mentally get ready, figure out what I need to do. So I gave myself that deadline. I work great with like, you know, timelines I set for myself. Otherwise, it's like, I have all the time in the world and I just don't do anything. So I'm like, all right, mid-April, I'm done here. Like once and for all. And um, I looked at my bank account and I'm like, I can pull this off. And um, okay, so I internally made that decision. I wasn't going to tell my team. I was like, maybe I'll tell them like beginning of April, like the two weeks notice. But then I went to work like a few days after and my one of my managers kind of like dragged me into a meeting room just to like talk. And um, she was saying things like, you have to do this. This is not acceptable, blah, blah, blah. I knew a lot of it was coming from her own fear towards the boss above her, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as an Enneagram type eight, when you tell me I have to do something, you should do this, blah, blah, blah. It just makes me very uneasy. I'm like, look, (laughs) she was like saying things like, oh, you have to. I'm like, no, actually, I do not. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, let me set the record straight. No. <laughs> um, yeah. And. Okay, so yeah, I said that. I think she was like shocked. <laughs> so I told her, look, I am going to be, I'm going to bounce after April 15th. Okay. I can leave right now if you want me to. <laughs> I got a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't need to be here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I told her that. And um, so what was the question? (laughs) The question was, like, what let you, like, take that leap and just, like, keep buying those courses and being like, this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So having, like, put that out there, it's like, okay, now this business thing has to work. Um, I actually follow Christina on and off. I didn't know she was doing business coaching. And on my Explorer feed, one day I saw a post that she made about like her second round of business program. I'm like, wait, this bitch is a business coach now. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wait, like, and she was like promoting like a masterclass or something. I'm like, yeah, can I get the replay? And she sent me the replay and then we booked like a discovery call and then just one thing led to the next. Um, Yeah, I felt like my money mindset, my abundance mindset just like completely shifted. Um, Like I still had to work on it afterwards, but it was like just like a big jump. Mm. Yeah, so um, just knowing how I felt completely different after stepping into that first container, I was like, okay, yeah, this is great. I'm going to invest in the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And um, for whatever reason, like money just kept coming in. I'm like, I can afford this. And I think when we make big, big um, investments, um, when I say big, is like, it feels a little 
intimidating like you're nerve-sided about it it's like this is like a bigger amount than I am used to um is actually a really good feeling nerve-sided like nervous and excited um and it's always really important to be like okay this is gonna come back to me tenfold and like one thing about money mindset um before I whenever I spend money whether that's on food or like clothes or like whatever I just thought like this is something I lost like it's just gone I never thought like I'm using this money to exchange for something I want or need Mm. yeah so that was also helpful yeah no I really appreciate that perspective of like money because for me I felt the same way or I know I have the tendency of being like I hold on to money in fear of like, I'm never going to be able to make it back. And I know a lot of people out there feel the same way and realizing that it's just an exchange. Yeah. And that is not losing something. Yeah. Yeah. And always like set the intention, like this investment is an investment. It's not an expense. It's going to come back to you like tenfold or a hundredfold. Um, Yeah. Like, it's really interesting. I I always emphasize this to clients. Like when you come in for an energy healing, like you're paying an amount, but it's not just like you're getting it today and you're going to feel better today. Like this is like planting a seed and it's going to, things are going to unfold for the next like weeks, months, and even like years. So yeah, thinking about those expenses as investments really just like shift something um what else I thought of something I I forgot (laughs) I hate when that happens what's your okay so I was really nervous about investing in the brain rewiring certification because it was like bigger than what I thought it would be and um this is when I first got like a sign from the universe okay, I was like a newbie in like the spirituality thing. I used to see people post like, oh, angel numbers on the street. I'm like, those girls are weird. Um, But I I knew I needed to make a decision. And I was pretty lighthearted about it. I'm like, okay, in the next 48 hours or whatever, like send me like angel number 888 if I'm supposed to step into the brain rewiring thing. And I actually got it. I was like stoked. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, this whole like asking for signs kind of thing is really interesting because I was like, oh my God, I got a sign. And that just felt so good at the time because I was new to the spirituality thing. And now I get signs. Uh, No, I get like angel numbers 500 times a day. And I'm just like, what do you want from me? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's what's the most recent one that you got? No, I literally like would go from my apartment to like the parcel, like mail room. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of a walk. I get like five on my way there. Um, it is really interesting how like, like tapping to your intuition is really about you trusting yourself. And some people will be like asking for angel numbers or a sign and like they will get it. But then it's like the universe doesn't want you to lean on you know signs it's like okay can you like just trust yourself what do you think <laughs> mm, that's a yes. good question to ask yourself all the time like what do you think because I almost feel like we always ask the question of like what does other people think what does like the universe think what yeah, does like, like what does yeah. the universe want for me um mm-hmm. 
but like really like you are the one who's going through the human experience what do you want for you and sometimes you can get a sign but it still feels just off like everything in your intuition is like no well yeah what does your intuition think like how do you feel yeah I, yeah and letting yeah is it is definitely a process what was it like for you like once you received that sign to like go and take the brain rewiring certification were you like yes excited but then like what was that feeling after because you said you were excited in the moment but then like what happened after that investing in brain rewiring um no i was like like i knew i wanted to do it i just needed like a confirmation mm, okay yeah so i was like okay i'm in yeah so once you got the brain rewiring course, tell me a little bit about that. Like what's all involved? Like what is brain rewiring exactly? Okay. So um, what we do or don't do really, um, you know how sometimes you like want to make a change that you really do want to make this change, but it just, you just keep fucking it up and you keep like self-sabotaging. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so like a lot of those like behaviors that feel unfavorable um, is really like coming from our subconscious narratives or beliefs. Um, so it's like, you know, you go on a date and you identify like that is a red flag. Um, but you're like, no, I kind of want to like run to the fire. I want to fuck around and find out. <laughs> Like you are going for something you know that's not good for you. So like we have like our conscious mind and subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is actually like driving the car. It's like in the driver's seat. And your conscious mind is like, what are you doing? We don't want this. But um, your conscious mind, out like, okay, so like you have both, right? I'll say your existence is 80% controlled by the subconscious and or like 90 let's say 90 and your conscious mind has like 10 percent control so um that's why like you want to do one thing but you keep doing the other <laughs> okay yeah so as i really um identify like how am i self-sabotaging how am i acting in ways that don't support me and like digging digging into your subconscious like where that narrative or that pattern or that belief stem from um going back to like the whole thing about asking for help or like being supported um that's like really hard for some people like i would say most people struggle with it um because maybe something their pa parents told them maybe just like from observing their parents doing everything themselves maybe the parent didn't do everything themselves maybe they did ask for help but you as a child did not witness that mm -hmm. so you you know had started a narrative like don't ask for help asking for help is for the weak or um you're gonna owe someone a favor that kind of thing um and like our subconscious beliefs are mostly formed from age zero to seven it can go up to like 14 or like your early 20s but like the core ones are formed when you're like really young I don't even know what I was doing at six years old yeah um so brain rewiring is about changing your beliefs and reinterpreting 
early experiences that really like made a print on your subconscious. Um, so going back to asking for help, if I want to like shift that, right? Um, I can really think about, okay, when I was a child, I didn't want to ask for help because maybe I thought it was embarrassing. Why did I think that was embarrassing? Because my mother told me so. She, not, not, this is not real life. I'm just like talking through an example that's easy. Um, okay, so she told me that at like, let's say five years old, right? And we want to like reinterpret um, that experience. Um, maybe it's like really pulling out what were the facts? Um, this can be having a conversation with her as an adult and realizing, oh, there are ways she asked for help. I just did not witness this. Or kind of like coming from a place of understanding, she was maybe frustrated when she said that um, and she didn't really mean it. So like kind of like understanding where she was coming from a lot of people um also have like issues with their parents um because back in the day right like in the 90s or 2000s dads were not a big part of raising their child maybe like this is again hasty generalization but I have a client who just had like so much wounding and shit to work through with his dad and he's like yeah my my father hated me. I feel so worthless because he never like acknowledged whatever I did. He was never there. I'm like, all right, let's think about things from his perspective. He had, you know, a really busy job. He wanted to do a good job to provide for his family. Um, he didn't know he he didn't know he was needed. And he was just like fucking exhausted. And he was also in survival mode, just wanting to like do a decent job and not just trying to not fuck it all up. So it's also like really uh, stressful for the father. And the fact is he went to work and he thought he needed to work a lot more in order to like make things work. He <laughs> mm, yeah. wasn't like waking up today I'm gonna ignore my sons because they suck and I hate them you know so it's like yeah. kind of um seeing what are the facts here what are like potential what are the people involved potentially going through um kind of like seeing how we can reinterpret the situation the core memory the core wounding memory so it can have like just like a less emotional charge for us mm. So it's about, you know, reinterpreting those core memories and then seeing how we can like reinforce like the good stuff. Like what happens when I do ask for help? Like great things happen when I ask for help. Um, so kind of like just giving your subconscious evidence like, hey, this could be a really good thing. That's all the, what, you know, the successful people do. Like when we think about someone really successful, like, I don't know, Elon Musk. They're not doing everything by themselves, right? So like showing your brain that, like, hey, like asking for help can help you expand your business. Or, you know, like if you're like someone who's used to doing everything by themselves, like, hey, like you can do a way better job with other people's help. Mm -hmm. um, with 
So like, yeah, with rewiring your brain, this is a very long answer. I'm just like very chatty today, I guess, and struggling mm-hmm. to get to the point. Um, when we're doing the actual rewiring is through meditation, through like a hypnotic state. So um, your hypnotic state is more accessible right before you go to sleep or right after you wake up. Just like when you feel like you're half asleep, half awake. You can access that place a lot easier. Um, try not to fall asleep when you do those brain rewiring focus meditations because we it, we do need that focus attention. I've done um, that a couple of times where I just fell asleep and I'm like, oh shoot, I've passed like half of this. <laughs> yeah, so I really recommend people journaling before they go into the meditation. So we kind of know like, what are we working through? We're going in there with purpose and intent. Yeah. When I was going through brain rewiring training, I I was like always falling asleep and I would like listen to the meditations, but I didn't know what I was visualizing, what I was working on. It's like, oh, I listened to it and nothing I feel like, am I supposed to see a change here? So going into it with intent is really important. I would say if you have to pick, if, you know, time is limited, I would pick journaling over meditation. Really? Okay. Because I yeah. thought the meditation was where most of the, like, rewiring happens. Um. So I would say there's reprogramming and there's, like, reinforcing. Reprogramming is, like, you can be using the same meditation, but reprogramming journal prompts is, like, really digging deep to the root cause, identifying, like, hey, in this, going back to, like, the core wounding memory, what was it that your inner child needed in in the moment to feel seen or supported or heard, you know, that kind of thing? What do you need? Um. And like, so I'll say for reprogramming, it's really important to journal. And like, let's say you go through five days of reprogramming. Now we can go into reinforcing. So it's kind of like your neural pathways go through reconstruction during reprogramming. And then reinforcing it's like, okay, now like the pathway is there. How can we make it stronger? That makes a lot of sense. It's like yeah. figuring out what you're actually reprogramming and then like almost like implementing it and making it that new pattern. Yes. So it's okay. kind of like working out uh, in the beginning, your muscles like, what are we doing? And then um, after your muscles are used to the movement, it's like, oh, now we're doing it and we can build straight. Mm. Yeah, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense because I always thought it was that, yeah, because sometimes you kind of, I know for myself, I've done brain rewiring just because like someone had told me, I was like, I can't do this meditation thing. Like I've downloaded all the different meditation apps. I feel like I just sit there for five minutes and I hate the entire process. I've been going to therapy, like we're getting things out of it, but then I also don't feel like I'm moving the needle. And then someone told me about brain rewiring and I was just like, okay, like I might as well try it. Let's see how this works. And I really feel like it started moving things and like, it's not, it's not like the next day I woke up and it was like, I was totally different person, but it was just more my eyes were open to like different opportunities or different perspectives than they were before. 
Yeah. And I will say, <laughs> I've read a lot of stuff from different people about this, the topic of brain rewiring. And again, I'm a 1-3 profile in human design. So I really need to like, be like, this is interesting. Try it on for myself. What I liked about it, what I didn't like about it. So like my program and how I teach people this stuff is like really based on why no works and why no works really well and what doesn't work. I'm not a huge fan of affirmations. Um, so I'm like, mm, yeah, I'll include it in the program, but like I I just don't focus on it that much. Does yeah. that make sense? It's yeah, like but getting it the big really bang well, for your buck. Yeah. But if it but if the client really loves it, I'm like, you're more than welcome to do it. And like I'm glad that's working out for you. Um, how this is how we can make it better. So it's like important to have the coaching be like just like supporting you through the process it is a lot like brain rewiring is emotional deep work mm -hmm. yeah and uh just knowing like hey like some there's someone you can talk to about it um it's just like okay i'm doing this right because when i was brain rewiring the first few times i was like i don't know what i'm doing i feel like i'm not doing this right and that was like very distracting. The time I was wondering about this, I could be like rewiring my brain. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Now, when you, did you say you discovered brain rewiring and then you discovered human design or was it in the opposite? Um, I always knew, not always, but I knew about re, uh, re, rewiring your brain, mm -hmm. but I didn't put an effort and then I found human design. Okay. So what what made you drawn to human design how what did you start discovering from that um i kind of share a little bit about how i found it literally through a podcast and i hated it right and then i was like oh actually this can be a little intriguing and then i took a reader course i was drawn to it because i felt like my chart pointed out things i've always known about myself but didn't acknowledge like what ah oh, that's a very really good question um i'm trying to think back so have you ever looked at your channels and gates i've looked at it a little bit but not too much i know some of the ones that i have are like open and closed but i haven't looked at the gate like the specific numbers oh okay so um you know, like the big pieces, the energy type, the profile, authority, that kind of thing. I was like, okay, this is helpful, I guess. Um, but when I got to the gates and channels, um, so there's this thing called your incarnation cross, which just outlines your most important gates. Um, so those are like the little numbers in the centers. Um, so I'm so I looked at that. I was like, oh my god, like there's like the gate. 29 and like I think 31 and like 8 and 1 I'm like those are qualities I really like if I think about my higher self she embodies those qualities so I was like oh my god this is like me but like 10 times cooler <laughs> like if I was empowered I would be like that <laughs> like if I wasn't afraid of being seen and speaking up for myself that would be me um so that was like really motivating and it's like inspiring it was like oh I can be those things and that would feel authentic and that authentic is kind of like a buzzword I 
hated it. I was like, what does that even mean? And I was like, oh, this is what authenticity means. So yeah. So for people who don't know what human design is, could you give like a little description? Because I know we've kind of talked about like gates or like portals and they're just like, or not portals, channels. And then it's like, okay, you're saying all this stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't talk about human design as much as I used to. Um, but human design is kind of like astrology where you put in your birthday and a chart gets generated. This is like, it's kind of like, oh, this is me. This is predetermined um but it can be really empowering this is like your energetic blueprint so we kind of know like okay when we go out and interact with other people people have like different energies like you can meet someone who's like super energetic and they kind of just like light out the room when they walk in and there are people who also are great to be around but you just feel so seen by their presence like they mirror your yourself back to you um and they just see through you so it's like oh that person's energy is this way and that way um so i would say your human design chart outlines your energetic makeup mm. or how your how um you can best embody it okay that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah um, how do you use that with like clients? Because I'm assuming you kind of like determine what they are. Or do you not use that anymore? Um, like I kind people who come to me, they're for the most part like curious about their human design. So like in a long term client relationship, at some point we would talk about it at more depth. Um, but yeah, people just want to use it to like understand themselves better. Uh, especially like the gates and channels is like what gifts and strengths do I have what does my human design say about that okay yeah. yeah what did you I know you said you struggled a bit like when you read your human design chart and you're like I don't want to be this what was like I know you've talked about you being a projector you're like you didn't want to be that why was that um I feel like when you are listening to a podcast or learning about human design on through like Instagram sometimes it can be a little misleading just how different teachers word certain things um the whole for every projector um uh, is the whole waiting for the invitation just feels like what how do I wait for the invitation um and a lot of clients would say like am I just not supposed to like express my opinions unless someone asks and it's not that yeah um with my own experimentation in the beginning I was like am I invited here like do they want to hear from me um it's really like now I kind of don't even think about it I'm just like yeah I'm invited I'm here so I'm invited <laughs> everyone wants to invite me yeah but it's... I also am at a point in my life where I am wherever I am at home at coffee shop I only go to places I want to be does that make sense mm -hmm. but um back in like my previous life it was like oh fucking hate going to work or I have to be here I don't want to be <laughs> so there's that too when you started working with your human design what started opening up for you Okay, 
why I started working with my human design. Uh, I think this is like why I started thinking about things energetically because human design is all about energetics. Um, I started feeling like, okay, I have hope. I can become this happy, higher version of me that's more authentic. I kind of started like really digging into like, you know, the human design, the astrology. I started booking readings. The first time I booked an astrology reading, this was like my first time spending money on anything of that sort. I, I feel like I found like a whole different world where like people wanted to talk about this stuff, where people were supportive and positive. So I was just like drawn to like this world. And um, yeah, I started thinking about like boundaries. Do I want to be with people of an energy I don't like? So kind of just like that awareness. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I just felt like more supportive. Like when you go to, I don't know, like a cacao ceremony, like everyone's positive. You might not like everyone, but it's like, huh, like I really like how I spend my time tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you're like filled up with that energy of people that you're around. I know um, there's always that quote of like the five people you spend the most time with is like kind of who you become or what you like yeah you embody it's like if you're always around negative people or if you're always around people who like don't have the same interest as you you're probably not gonna feel that great but if you're around people who like uplift you or like you have like things that you're interested in then like you're gonna feel uplifted yeah okay like you bring that up because i did hear that quote i'm like well then i'm fucked because I was surrounded by my work people and everyone's always complaining and stressed out. Um, but I guess I was like making time to go to different like workshops and like events that I was excited about. So if you're like in the situation, like, fuck, I hate everyone around me. Like make time, start making time like an hour each week or something, if that's all you can do to like just, go do something that you actually enjoy and yeah. be with people who are like a little different. Yeah. Get, get out of your comfort zone. I always try and tell some of my friends to like join a Facebook group and go to like one of those like meetups or something. Like one uh, over the summer, I went to like um, a salsa dancing, like a free salsa dancing class. I have no idea how to salsa dance. I was going by myself, but I was like, I'm bored and like, we're going to do this. So like <laughs> I went to that and I met some cool people. I haven't talked to them in like forever, but like it was a different experience and like you just, you make memories. And I even think um, it doesn't even have to be physical people. I know for myself when I was going through school and like I was in high school and I spent like eight hours of my day there and then I went to work and I was surrounded by horses. It's kind of like hard to figure out that time to meet new people. I even think like if you're a podcast listener, probably if you're listening to this podcast, what podcasts are you listening to? Are they like upbeat podcasts? Are they like self-development podcasts? Or are they like news and always talking about like money and like inflation and all that stuff like what you surround yourself with matters totally yes and um if you're like just like dipping your toes into like finding a new community know that like it might take a little bit yeah the first salsa dance class we're gonna probably be like a little intimidated 
Um, and that might not be your thing, or it could be, but just like, don't give up. Be like, I'm going to try five different things and see yeah. which one lands. <laughs> yeah, like the worst that could happen is figuring out that you don't like it. And I feel yeah. like that's better to know because then you learn more about yourself. Yeah, and I would say like, I would say, you know, fitness, dance classes, things of that sort. People are happy to be there and they are generally pretty welcoming to new people because they love it. It's like, oh my God, you're going to love it too. Um, so they're happy you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why you joined bar? Uh, that's not why I joined bar in the first place, but that's what kept me going back. That makes a ton of sense. I'm really happy that you're like, like getting to be surrounded by a ton of like happy people. Yeah. Um, I actually um, was like obsessed with bar when I was working in accounting because I was like, this is the only chance I can talk to people who are like, you know, excited to be somewhere. And um, I know other people found it too, but um, I know like for the 6 a.m. classes, like people were happy to be there and they wanted to be there. But some people are just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? But they actually want to be there. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny well to wrap things up i wanted to ask one last question before like people can figure out where to find you and all that stuff but what would you tell your younger self ah uh, how much younger uh, it doesn't matter it could be okay. like baby version it could be high school version it could be infant oh my god okay younger self um high school version i actually did kind of journal on this the other day um, because I was working through like some high school shit that apparently I still carry. I was like, oh my God, like you're going to be so cool in 10 years. You're actually going to wake up happy and you're going to do the work you love. You'll be surprised what you are going to be doing, but you're going to like, just like, this is all working out. Just like take it all in, enjoy the process. That's awesome. I love that for you. Um, <laughs> So again, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram. It's Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y-L, like the letter, um, and then Y-A-N-G. So that's Instagram. I have a podcast. It's called Design Your Life with Sandy. I actually had a dream that I changed the name of the podcast the other day. forgot what it was. But for now, that's what it's called. Um <laughs> I don't know when this is coming out, but I'm doing a free energy healing circle on March 22nd for spring equinox. The theme is spring cleaning. So Ooh. seven spots available. Um, first come, first serve. Awesome. Well, thank you. Everyone needs to go check out all that stuff. And again, I really appreciate for you being on this podcast. And yeah, is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? No, this has been so fun. Oh, thank you thank for having you. me. You're welcome.